Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, technology, hopefully this technology works this morning. Uh, welcome here, welcome to the Breakthrough City Church family. and Welcome to those that are viewing from uh, other parts of South Africa. I saw a few people jumping on now as well. Uh, welcome Freddie, um, as well as uh, there from Namibia, I saw Carlo. Welcome, good to see you guys online and uh, um, we trust this morning that the word will just go out and touch your life in a special way. So uh, uh, as you know we're in lockdown level 4 <clears throat> and uh, I believe that needs to change and is going to change. Um, so uh, we are trusting for change to come. So our president will also speak tonight and I trust really that there will be an easing of restrictions. Um, I'll get in a bit into that as well in the context of the word I want to share this morning. So welcome here and then welcome to those that are watching from other parts of South Africa as well as abroad. Welcome to those people in Europe and uh, Asia. So um, we are honored just to have some of you just uh, listening in that. Uh, we feel privileged uh, that we can serve you in that. Yeah, from Africa. So um, guess what? Uh, we speak about deep, deep dark Africa. Well, I just want to tell you, um, there's light in Africa because the light of Jesus Christ is shining bright in Africa. Woo! Alright, so um, I'm going to try and get into this um, word this morning. I want to share a word with you. It's not necessarily a teaching. Um, so I'll, I'll touch on one or two prophetic things and that. So you might not see things so systematic this morning. But I want to share a bit what I also experienced in my heart, uh, what's happening in the world. And um, also our response, and um, I will share some thoughts and some scriptures as well. Um, so just bear with me in that, and uh, uh, I trust that God will minister to you there in your homes right now this morning. So um, firstly, I want to just jump in right there, and um, if I can give some type of message title which I just feel, you know, he's speaking and once he's speaking prophetically to us right now, is that God is causing us and calling us to become culture shapers. Culture shapers, meaning that um, he wants us to be the light and the salt. I shared about that, um, I think it was last week. Um, but God wants us to be the light and the salt wherever we are on planet earth. The earth belongs to the Lord. It belongs, we are co-heirs with Christ. Therefore, we rule and reign with Him uh, on earth. Alright, so um, there's been a lot of uh, challenges um, on planet earth right now. Um, you know, what we've seen with the pandemic um, and uh, what's happening across the world. Uh, but I really believe that all creation is busy crying out for the sons of God to be revealed. And... Um, I see it in nature. I see things that are happening across the world, uh, all over. And you know what? There's, you know, the Bible speaks about uh, that there'll be rumors of wars and wars and whatever. That's been happening since the time of Jesus. Um, and I shared with you as well. So I shared with you a bit about um, uh, the last few weeks about really just that we would not misunderstand the things of God and the timing of God. And to understand that God is calling us um, really to make a difference on planet Earth. All right. So um, for some reason, um, I shared before about how a lot of people think uh, the theology is based on we need to escape Earth to go to heaven. And yet Jesus came to Earth um, to, to, um, to transform this world. And whoever receives him um, has a right to become a child of God, but at the same time, um, what we want to see is heaven. The reality of heaven is because of Jesus, not just the beauty in heaven, but the reality of His presence and who He is. But guess what? He's living inside you and me. And for some of us, uh, heaven is a place instead of the person, Jesus Christ. All right. So, without the beautiful place called heaven, and there is a place when you die right now that you'll be uh, and spend. Uh, is in heaven but there's a reality of that heaven is heaven because of Jesus Christ if he's not there you're not there all right so um, what is important is for the church to understand and this is the mystery and um, this is the hope that that Christ is in us and he's the hope of glory 
And um, yes, um, do we go through a lot of challenges? Uh, you know, from what we know, even right now, uh, because of media, um, if there wasn't media, we won't know what's happening across the world. But because of media, we're actually hearing about so many things happening. But um, it's so easy just to be distracted by what's happening across the world. And I want to encourage you this morning not to be distracted about what's happening uh, on planet Earth. But believe and understand that you're the planet on this Earth because you're agents of change. You are planet changers. Um, you know, there's loved ones that might have passed away. There's uh, loved ones that, that might be sick presently. But I want to tell you something that Jesus is the truth, the life, and the way. And He's not a liar. And we are seeing the kingdom of God just break out. Um, you know, just earlier this week, I was just thinking about this. that, uh, And I've mentioned it before. I've never, you know, I've, I've known the Lord now about 31 years and being in the ministry as well, uh, those years in that, um, and um, I, you know, I've never seen the amount of the kingdom of God breaking out as I'm seeing it right now on planet Earth. Um, I'm seeing, I mean, I hear of, I mean, I hear of testimonies of people being healed, delivered, saved, like daily basis. You have seen it happen then. Um, you know, you hear about a loved one getting saved, a family member getting saved. So what I'm saying is that the Spirit of God is moving in such amazing ways. And we can so easily become distracted by what the enemy wants to keep our eyes focused on. And um, so God is, um, I said before, God is in charge. He's in charge. What is the will of God? That no man perish, that everyone gets saved. Okay, so we know that's the will of God. So let me try and get a bit into this. Um, you know, I see... Uh, uh, as I said before, some of these, uh, uh, the things of the lockdowns and what's happening. But um, guess what? The devil's overplayed his hand. Um, it's like there's uniformity across the earth what governments are pretty, pretty much doing. They're enforcing uh, a control and a way to try resolve certain things. There's a lot of practical things, but I want to say it's the church that brings transformation in these different mountains, seven mountains we speak about, whether it's education, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, whether it's um, the media, whatever it is. There's seven domains where the church is having an influence in. And um, one of the areas in that is like, I mean, if we see what the, the scientists and, and the, the medis, medicals and science uh, mountain has influenced the world and shut down the world. But I believe truth is busy breaking in and we need to be agents of change. And this morning, I'm going to also speak a bit about that, about being an agent of change, bringing about transformation and how does that look practically. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm just touching on a few different things, so just bear with me. I want to just jump into a scripture here in Genesis uh, 18 and 19. You can have a look at Genesis 18 and 19. And um, it deals with the whole thing about um, uh, the, the Abram and when uh, the angel of the Lord, uh, uh, which is Jesus in the Old Testament, um, comes and, and appears uh, there before uh, um, Abram and he actually invites them in and he makes a meal for them. And that's that community and the desire that Abram had because he knew God. And he, he had made this meal and that's okay. That's not the focus, but that's chapter 18. From chapter 18 to 19, um, we see some things happening. And um, I want to just share this where uh, in uh, Genesis chapter 18, it speaks about this where these three, uh, 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 these two angels and then the angel of the Lord, capital A, they appear there before Abram. And then uh, Abram starts to speak to them. And then they say, shall we hide from what we're about to do? I mean, this is written in the Bible because it doesn't have to be written there, but it's, okay, take note, this is written there. There's a conversation between the Lord and two angels. Shall we hide about what we're going to do? We're going to share it with Abram. And you see, because we Abram had access in relationship to God, he could hear about the plans and purpose that God had on earth. You and I have... Uh, uh, access to know what God wants to do on this earth as it is in heaven. Alright, so now this is the Old Testament. Remember the Old Testament went about judgment. The New Testament goes about grace. So we need to see it in that context. Perfect theology is Jesus Christ. Everything outside of that becomes confusing and it's like, oh, let's 
form this principle and let's make this doctrine. But doctrines and truth must have an expression practically for each one of us as believers, even for a child to take that. So sometimes the most profound truths are the simplest truths, all right? It's not the confusing one, it's the simplest truths. So here in Genesis, now we see this amazing thing happening. Uh, uh, Abram has this meal with the angel of the Lord. And um, what happens is they say, well, they're going to go destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, some of you might think, well, you know what? Judgment is coming on the earth. Um, we can't look at this in Old Testament context. There is a judgment coming where the saints with Christ will judge things. All right. So there is a judgment that is coming. But we must understand this context. So what happens is, yeah, is yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah, which... Uh, is it was so wicked now um, Sodom that's where the word uh, sodomy comes from um, the, this is it was so bad it was actually, actually so wicked these two cities what was happening and the thing is um, Lot which was uh, Abram's brother's son was actually there and he was there with his family in Sodom and remember he ch chose to go back uh, and not to walk with Abram. So he goes back to his old ways and he goes into the place of Sodom and he's staying there. But, you know, he still uh, knew the Lord, knew the Lord. But what happens, we see the story as this quite amazing thing. And I want to challenge you and tell you today is that you might be in a workplace right now. You might be in your city or in your village. You might be in a different country that you're busy watching from. But I want to tell you something, as I spoke about last week, you are the salt and the light. God is not coming on a rescue mission to remove the church from earth. The church is the light. If the light is gone, then the world is in darkness. And I believe that we are in the time. All right, We're in the time and the season. Um, in Galatians 4, 4, it speaks about in the, 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 the appointed time Jesus came. And I want to say to you, there's a time and a season. We need to live in the time of God. We've been placed on planet earth right now. And God has put you for this moment um, to bring about a change. Now, you and I are the light wherever we are. And um, things are happening around us. Now, some people say, well, you know what? It's better for me. You know, I want to move. If you're living in South Africa, some of you might say, um, I want to move to... I won't mention, but some of you know already. I want to move to this part of South Africa because there's governance and there's, you know, nice things, this and that, right? Um, well, you know what? Uh, some of us might say, well, you know, I want to move to that part of the world. This and this is so nice there, whatever. The, a lot of that might be true. But the big thing is that you and I need to understand, you and I have a Lord. His name is Jesus Christ. And when you gave your life to Jesus, our lives are surrendered to Him. And so therefore, the Word of God also says that He's determined, He's predetermined the boundaries, the places where you and I must be. Why? Is because you and I bring about transformation where we are living. At our workplace, you might think, but I'm the only Christian there. Well, praise God, that's why you're there. Well, you might say that my workplace is so, you know, corrupt, my things that are happening. Well, that's why you're there. Well, maybe you might say, in business, I have to do business and I have to give a bit of a hand out under the table for this and this. I say, you know what? No, no. Be the light. Don't do like the rest of you. Be the light. Some of you might be saying, I'm in such a challenging situation. Well, you're the light. You know, for, for I, I want to say that uh, even for the South Africans also listening today, is that there is a grace upon, I believe even in this nation of the South Africans, we are able to pioneer and break open things in different places and parts of South Africa as well as the world. There's such a grace of creativity on our lives, but there's also tenacity. And uh, for those who understand this Afrikaans term, meaning you, you need a tenacity to actually take hold of things and do things in Africa. All right. But I want to say we are light on this continent. We are light in our villages. We are light wherever we go. And... Um, so don't become discouraged because economically things are going bad or this is not happening. Or I want to tell you, we can bring about change. We can bring about the blessing of God where we are. So coming back to Genesis chapter 18. Um, 
uh, and it speaks about this in verse 23, Genesis chapter 18, verse 23. It says, And Abram came near and said, uh, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now, I want to say, this is where the, 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 I said before, I think it was last week, about our theology or where people think there's rapture and the church is gone. Well, if the church is gone, how can we be the salt and the light? All right. There has to be a harvest. There has to be, the gospel has to be preached to the whole world uh, before the end. There is also a harvest that will come in. And that's why I say I'm excited about where in all the darkness and all the things that are happening in the world with this pandemic is that get ready because I believe there's a momentum and a movement on grassroots levels that we're going to start to see a move of the Spirit of God and we're going to start seeing revival breaking out like never before because the devil cannot think too far ahead. But God knows the end from the beginning and therefore I want to encourage you, He knows your end from the beginning. Don't become discouraged. Your situation, your challenge you might have now in your business, your home, your relationships, God has the answer right now. But choose wisely. Choose life in this time. Alright. So here we see in Genesis 23. And Abram came near and said what. Uh, sorry. Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked. And then, he, then uh, Abram goes. And you know it's like you know, as if God doesn't know what he's going to say. Um, it's like many times. You know as God doesn't know what's on our hearts. He knows already. But he wants us to communicate. That's called prayer. Conversation. He already knows our thoughts. He already knows our heart. But sometimes when we express him what's in our heart. We actually know what's in our heart. And um, so what happens is. Uh, in verse 23 and 24. Verse 24 says. Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Alright, so now, this is what I'm going to say is, um, yes, does God bring uh, warnings about calamities of that? Yes, He did. That was like in the New Testament with the Macedonian call, where He says, okay, take relief to your brothers and sisters because there's coming a famine. So those things are going to happen, but we are an answer and a solution. Politicians don't have the answers. We've seen that in this last week, this uh, uh, insurrection that we had in South Africa. Politicians don't have the answers. The one blames the other one, and the one says this, and the one says that. So, I want to say the church is the influence uh, uh, and the force that brings about tra transformation. Okay, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. So, yeah, we see... You know, it's just like, you know, God, are you bringing judgment on South Africa? Are you bringing judgment on Namibia or in Switzerland or Europe? I mean, Europe's been flooded. Have you seen Europe, what's happening in those nations? There's how many uh, hundreds, if not more, people missing just in Germany alone. Um, you know, there's, I think, you, you know, this is the crazy thing. You listen to the news. Uh, uh, in the last 48 hours, there's a virus or bacteria in uh, India. It's called a black fungus. That's what it's called appropriate name but it's it's this absolute darkness that has already killed 45,000 people we see another thing that's breaking out right now in the, in America there's another uh, a superbug that's come out and they aren't able to deal with it in some of the hospitals now I don't want to give you the bad news because I promise you if you're looking for that what is bad you're going to find it so these things are happening all over us and it's like is this the judgment of God no it's not God is busy stirring up the church at the moment across the world. Nations have been stirred up because of what's happened with lockdown. People are so dissatisfied. I believe you're going to start seeing across the world more and more, literally from the grassroots, people taking to the streets and saying, change is coming. We're not agreeing. Yes, we don't want the, this, what's happening, the pandemic, but we are not going to remain shut down or locked down or controlled any longer. I believe this, you're going to start seeing more and more nations just watch the news in the next week or two. You're going to see these things happening because there's a move of the Spirit of God that's stirring in the hearts of people for transformation and change. And that this is the time where the church can be that light and be the salt to influence people that are ripe because the harvest is ready. The, rob, the harvest is ripe. The laborers are few. You and I are a laborer. All right, to bring about a harvest in. So coming back to Genesis, yes, there's this thing of, you know, um, Abram says, are you going to destroy the whole city because there's not 50 righteous? And the Lord says, no, I won't destroy it. Then he goes on and, and he has this conversation. You can have a look at that in different verses right up to verse uh, 32. 
and um, it speaks about, but you know, uh, if, you, if there's 45, Lord, will you destroy the city? And God says, no. And then he carries on and, and, and he's busy negotiating as if he has to negotiate. But here's Abram and he's standing in the gap like you and I are standing in the gap. And now I say, we're not negotiating with God. We know what God's will is. That no man, that, that his desire is that no man perishes. Like I said, we don't have to negotiate with him. But I want you to understand one thing. Um, God is not going to destroy South Africa or your town or your village or your nation because of the bad things that are happening. He's, he's busy waiting for the church to rise up. And this is what's busy happening right now. He, he, you know, Abram goes on and he says, yeah, he says, but for 45 will you destroy it? And, and God says, no. And then he says, 30, verse, uh, 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 Genesis 18, verse 30, he says, for 30, if 30 were found there, will you destroy Sodom? He says, no. And he continues on there. But if there's 20 who are righteous that are found there, uh, will I not destroy it for the sake of 20? Uh, uh, God says, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. And, and Abram carries on. And he says here in verse 32, he says, Then he said, let not the Lord be angry. You know, you know as if he thinks God is going to get upset. Um, God is very patient. And he says, I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. Now, this is what happens. We know the story and that God says, even the city, doesn't matter what's happening here, the absolute wickedness. I mean, it was, it was so bad. I mean, you can read about what actually took place in Sodom and Gomorrah. We don't have to read the, all of that now. But the absolute wickedness. And, and there's this thing of, will you destroy the city for 10 people? I want to tell you something. This, this is the good news. There's more than 10 people in your city that are righteous. There's more than 10 people in your nation that are righteous. Or you understand there is we are the righteousness of the Lord and we are we are that salt and that light and we are the people that are bringing about change. So I want to encourage you and tell you this and this is just a thing that's been in my heart a while is that you, you are in the fire that you're experiencing now with the world but you are the answer in this fire that the world cannot comprehend or understand at the moment. So take heart, take heart and woohoo, this is a challenge. I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna run with this. Yes, I'm in this city for this reason, I'm in this nation for this region, I'm in this this part of the world for that region, is because I, I I'm 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 a son, I'm a daughter of the living God, and I'm an agent of transformation, and I'm gonna bring about change wherever I go. That is if I do not agree with what the world and the devil is presenting at the moment. So let me just continue, but and I just tell you about uh, becoming a, a culture shaper. So, um, please understand this: that um, the beginning of revival always starts um, at grassroots level, and then basically from grassroots level, there becomes a momentum and a movement. All right, so. Revival is always going to start at grassroots, uh, grassroots level. And we're going to see this momentum. Now, um, what is God calling us to as, as Breakthrough City Church or as a ministry? What is He calling us to? Well, the thing is this, is that God wants us to um, bring about transformation. But long term, what is going to happen is we're going to affect culture over long term. So, what happens with movements is that... Um, movements always start then at grassroots and it starts to influence then society. And this is what God's doing right now. So how does, what does God want to do? Um, um, God wants to transform society, but until the rulers are influenced, culture is not influenced. So that is why we need to see um, just just the fires of revival moving because as the church and the fire is, is, is touching our lives and realizing we have an assignment. We're not yet to exit the world. We yet to transform this world on earth as it is in heaven. And as soon as we start to understand that, um, we start to influence people in places of leadership and people that are rulers start to bring about transformation even in culture. All right. So, um, Revival um, that does not touch the top positions of leadership does not turn into a reformation. So we might have a wonderful meeting and uh, whatever, but, but you know what? We must understand that 
um, revival is something where we see even generations are impacted. We need to think short-term and long-term about how to transform a town, a city, a village. And that's why a lot of us need to understand in that you and I have a role to play. Um, but you know what? Your children or your, the people you're praying for, the next generation, have a next role to play. We pass the baton on. So some of us might think, okay, it just happens in my time. No, we've got to realize and plan. Plan as if Jesus is coming today, but also plan that he might be coming in a hundred years' time. So we've got to start thinking like this, all right? Um, why is it that revivals only last one or so generation in many cases, all right? Well, the thing is this, that it is not supposed to be like that because the Word of God says that and I mentioned it last week that that from the increase of his government, there will be no end. Okay, so there's an increase of his government. There's an increase. We are moving from glory to glory. That's why I mentioned to you about don't be become discouraged. We are seeing the miraculous and healings taking place. The kingdom manifesting like in ways that I haven't seen. I mean, that what I've seen in the last 10 years. I haven't seen in the last 25 years, 21 years, whatever. That it's just there's an increase of Miracles and healings taking place. I mean, I speak to people and we hear testimonies that this person prayed for that person they healed. This person was delivered from that. That person was saved. I'm hearing all over. I never used to hear this. Okay? Now, so, so what I'm saying is an increase from, the Bible says, from glory to glory. And um, the nature of who God is, there's always an advancing. There's a forward moving. We are not going backwards, guys. We are moving forward. We are advancing. Okay? Will there be setbacks? Yes, there will be setbacks. Um, and uh, there, all of us have these setbacks in life and that. Um, we lose loved ones. We see things happen to people. Accidents, whatever it might be. But there will be setbacks. But there's a movement and we are advancing forward. We've got to believe that. We're advancing forward because that's what the word says. <coughs> From glory to glory. So, the thing is... Um, Tragically, what has happened is that the church has settled for seasonal moves. It's almost like, ah, oh, we had these glory meetings the last year or two ago. Or we had, guys, we can't settle for seasonal moves of God, okay? We've we got to see an increase of what God is doing in there. And it's great to have wonderful meetings. Um, but what is important is how do we transfer what we're having in our corporate meetings into the world? Right? This is very important. Now, a lot of people have been very vocal about, we have to come, we've got to meet together. I spoke about it last week. We've got to meet on Sundays together. Yes, it will be wonderful to see one another. In the meantime, we do get to see the body in one another. But we are not a platform-based ministry, meaning that we, we, our focus is not the Sunday meeting. All right? So what does that mean? That means is whatever we've received from the Sunday meetings is what we have to take into the world. We can't live for the Sunday. We have to live every day. All right. So we've got to bring transformation. So what we receive in our corporate place is what we have to transfer into the world, in, uh, into the world around us. Um, we've got to be able to take those experiences with our giftings, with our callings, with the anointings that we have. We have got to take it into the workplace. We've got to take it to the schools. We've got to take it to the different fields that we're involved in. Um, you know what, please understand this. I mean, we see the Holy Spirit moving our meetings. We see people on the ground shaking, crying, whatever, shouting out. But shaking and shivering and falling on the ground in the world is not going to change the world. That's amazing stuff I see happening in our, uh, uh, our private times of the Lord as well as our corporate meetings. But that's not going to change the world. Okay? Even how amazing that is. Uh, we need to understand that. So that's 100% fine in our meetings and our private times. There. But um, we need to understand that we need people who know how to do life with uh, basically a divine strategy um, to bring long-term change into an effect, whether it's in the business or into the local government. We need to have... People that have the strategy, how do I bring this long-term change? So, God at the moment is giving this divine movement uh, 
this, the, uh, he's, he's giving us this call of, listen, go into all the world. Start bringing about this uh, uh, transformation. So the fire of what we experience in our corporate meetings has to start affecting the, gra- the grassroots levels. And to, needs to work itself up in society. And I mean, I hear some amazing testimonies. Um, uh, like uh, uh, where, where um, I'm not going to mention names. Where some of our folk and that will be praying at their work. And they're praying for their staff. And their staff are giving testimonies about things. They're praying for their managers. And there's testimonies that are busy happening about how, uh, oh, they suddenly, okay, they, they move in this direction. Or we pray for a loved one of, of the managers and they get healed miraculously. Some of you have heard us share about these testimonies. So these things are busy happening. But we need to understand how do our CEOs, how do our politicians, how do the actors, how do the musicians become influenced uh, in a positive way? Um, because God has called us to impact them through this kingdom culture that we have to influence them so that they influence culture. So remember, people in positions of authority and places in the world, they're the people that start to influence the culture around us. And that is why pop culture, for example, has such an influence in the world, is, is, and it's not always the positive thing. But um, where's the church? Where's the salt? Where's the light? And we are seeing these inroads into these different mountains to bring it an effect at the moment. There's things happening uh, right now on planet Earth. So um, the thing is this. Um, the devil doesn't like our corporate meetings, firstly. Okay, we must understand that. Because what we experience in our corporate meetings, we're busy taking into the workplace and that. He doesn't like that. He, he gets upset with that. But that's fine. I'm not worried about that. So the thing is, this, um, um, many times what I pick up is that uh, uh, churches would be emphasizing the Sunday meeting and, you know, um, no, you know get involved yeah, with this meeting and the church activities. But instead of saying, guys, you know what, if you're busy studying, go further. If you're busy working in this thing, trust the Lord to take you higher and further. It's almost like, in my, I remember in uh, the early 90s, or uh, in the beginning of the 90s, just when I got saved in that, and the, the, the things were, that were spoken even to the, uh, uh, even at the college, I was at Bible College and things, where there was an emphasis of, all of you must be involved with the ministry full time. But you see, there's... The, all of us are called full-time in the ministry. All of us, doesn't matter what you're doing, we've been called. You see, the kingdom of God um, is, is within us. The Bible says this, the kingdom of God is within you. So wherever I go, I'm, I'm called to transform. I'm called to a full-time ministry unto the Lord, but to transform things around me. Um, so it's not, that's why the focus is not the Sunday. That is an important facet, but that's not the end. That is just a place from which we take out what we're busy receiving. Alright, so um, everyone is called to bring about influence uh, in whatever area you're at. At hospitals, at, at, uh, at your workshops, wherever it might be, at your restaurants. We are called to bring about change. So there's no such thing as um, a thing of secular and sacred. You know, This is a secular work. This is secular music. It's not. There's no such thing. Um, that was brought in. Uh, in the, even in the Middle Ages, to say, you know, I'm involved with the sacred things of the Lord, and you're doing secular things. There's no such thing as that. All of us have been called um, to bring about transformation. So, God wants to take you, and He wants to plant you in society with your gifts and your calling. I'm telling you, how many people in business need to know what's going to happen in the future? What about politicians? What decisions need to be made? And where's the church? That's even the prophetic side, the giftings and that. Okay, heaven, I'm hearing from heaven, just like Joseph did. He heard from God and he spoke and a nation was saved because of a Joseph. Old Testament even. Alright, so Jesus is returning, yes. The Bible refers to Jesus returning as the blessed hope. Yes, there's the blessed hope of Jesus returning. There is a second coming for sure. But He's not coming on a rescue mission, I've said before. He's not coming to rescue us. We're going to be the glorious church, okay? So there are many around us that don't know Jesus Christ yet. And um, uh, many people have sacrificed 
their call to reach uh, people, um, you know, waiting for Christ to return. So many times I, I, I found that that's, it's like, you know, I, I'm not going to go study further. I'm not going to do this. So I sacrifice the call because Jesus is coming now. No, plan is if he's coming in a hundred years time. So carry on doing your work. Carry on doing your things. Don't stop doing that. A lot of people become, I've seen this happening when no, no, I need to go, I need to do more ministry and that, therefore I stop my work, whatever. And now you can't even feed your family. I said, no, it doesn't work like that. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? I hope you hear my heart. So we are called to be culture shapers. We need to shape culture in places that God has placed us in. And uh, many of us have not basically pursued careers and given this up you know, what's happened, we haven't pursued certain careers, and we've given it up to the unbelievers, and the unbelievers are busy shaping the culture at the moment, because now we feel we are called to do the work of the Lord, I say, do it wherever you are, be a change, a transformer, we need more people in government, we need more people in, 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 um, in education, we need more people in, in medicine, definitely, that we actually get truth and not uh, wrong information, so please, um, uh, for example, we had yesterday, uh, for those who don't know, in South Africa and across the world, the, the Chief Justice of South Africa, um, he, uh, he's a Christian, born-again Christian. And um, I, I want to say the fact that in our judiciary that we have a Chief Justice, which is a born-again Christian, and he's seen to it that, they are, that people are sticking to what is in the Constitution, but he's also keeping his eye on government and politics, that politics is not influencing the law. So, yeah, you suddenly have someone in the judiciary that is righteous, and if it wasn't for that bastion of, of, of influence in, our, in South Africa, then I'm telling you, there's a lot of other judgments that would have been made incorrectly and not righteously. So, if you hear what I'm saying... We need to see um, that how, how these righteous men and women, be the righteous man and woman in your workplace, in the place of education, wherever you are. Alright, so these are positions in society that Christians uh, did not enter into because it was secular things and, and not sacred. This is the things in the past. So um, this is because many times of misunderstanding and not realizing we're going to plan for 100 years. We've got a plan for 100 years. How you position, how you shooting out your children as arrows in a certain direction so that they can hit their mark and bring about transformation, right? So the church must be the creative force of influence on the earth. We're the ones that bring about change. That's what we need to be. We need to be the salt and the light. Okay, so how do we change a nation? How do we change a city or a village? How do we do it? Well, the first thing I want to say is this. Um, and this is a message that I took into even to Europe a number of years ago when I first went in is that um, is I, I want to challenge you those from watching different parts of the world is this is how do you start to bring about this change in my village my town my city my nation we need to start firstly with miracles signs and wonders um, <clears throat> Because miracles, healing, signs and wonders immediately impact society. Alright? This is how we start off. And um, so the thing is, because a lot of people have heard the Christian message. I mean, there's people in South Africa where they say, I don't want to hear, you know, I, I don't want to hear what you preach to me in the Bible again. Because we need to start demonstrating the things of the kingdom with miracles, signs and wonders. So this is the challenge right now. Um, if someone is sick, what do they need? They need encouragement, but what do they also need? They need a miracle. They need healing. Well, if someone is having bad business and the things aren't going well, what do they need? They need a sign and a wonder. They need things to miraculously change. So this is what we immediately start to need right now to start bringing about change. So, um, at the, at, <clears throat> so on the one, uh, for, so so in the immediate we need miracle signs, wonders, healings to take place. Long term, what do we need? Long term, we need to start seeing how we also can bring about transformation 
uh, in culture. So immediately we need to see the miracle signs, wonders. We need to hear from heaven in business. Okay, what direction do we go with business? We need the prophetic. We need the giftings. That's immediate. But we need to also plan for long term. Alright? So we need both. We need the immediate and we need the long term. So if you only have long term, it's going to be very difficult. If it's only about long term solutions, you're going to be busy for years and years and you're going to become discouraged. Okay? So people are dying now. They're busy dying now. They need Jesus now. They need healing now. So we need to have immediate uh, encounters with the Lord. If someone has cancer, they need that immediate encounter. They need the healing um, right now. So we are there to face impossibilities with people. All right? That's what the church is there. We, need to, we all have our challenges, but we need to face it together. These impossibilities, because why then do we need faith? If we don't face impossible situations. Because without faith it is impossible to please God. Alright. So um, we are there to change and to challenge things. Okay. So we need to. Uh, 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 we need the immediate encounter. But we also need the Josephs and the Daniels. That, um, that got into the system. Like we've seen with Nebuchadnezzar. We see with, the, the, with Pharaoh. They got into the system and they brought over a longer period transformation. You understand what I'm saying? So that we need to see. So we need to bring the kingdom realization through answers and solutions. We need to be the answer. Um, it's like um, I've seen in some parts of the world um, where you see a lot of Christians um, there's a lot of Christians in some, like I've seen in South America, a lot of Christians, and they also grassroots, but there's not that influence in higher echelons of society. And if you don't bring about transformation like that, you don't see culture starting to change and then to affect the grassroots. So that's important um, that we see that happen. All right. So we need to have also the long term uh, uh, planning as well. We need to bring the kingdom realization. Okay, so that starts with signs and wonders. We need to bring it into the situations to see things uh, dramatically happen and to see the fruit thereof. Um, there is no move of God in, a dark, in the dark places of the world without miracles. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's no, there's no move of God unless there's a miraculous that breaks out in darkness. So... Um, you know, where there's people involved in drugs, someone gets saved there, and suddenly light in that place there, they start influencing people there. So we need the miraculous in these dark places of the earth. We need that Im immediate miraculous uh, miracles. Um, it might be, we might need to see, you know, there's storms coming. There might be famines. There might be droughts. That's where the church starts taking hold of things. And you see change in nature take place. We need to start speaking to situations that might be with family issues that we start to resolve and help in families to see change take place. So being in these cities and towns and villages, um, what happens, we open up these places because of the supernatural move of God. So we start to open up these places because God is miraculously moving. So we're hearing about testimonies, and some of you heard some of the testimonies where, even in the old age homes, um, where just the fact where some people are there, we've seen how, where they've taken hold of God, and, and to see even the effect of this virus, this China virus that's affecting the people there, we see that people, how the, the, the positive cases of that are turning around, and people are being healed and um, we are seeing the light. We are seeing change happen. So we, what happens is this, is that we attract the favor of God into the place. Did you hear what I say? Your town, your village, your city, your nation, wherever you are, you start to attract the favor of God into the place. Remember this, Genesis 18, verse 32, where I shared earlier on, even for 10, destruction, judgment wouldn't come. Right, so you bring favor into the place and into your business because of you. All right, there's some of you listening right now, you have favor in your company, or your company is surviving because of you. 
you need to realize that. That the favor of God in your life is bringing about grace. Now I'll give you a scripture for that. You can have a look at this in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. Ephesians 4 29 says the following. It says this. Speak encouraging words that you give grace. Do you hear what I say? Speak encouraging words so that you give grace. What is it saying? Grace is coming from God, but you give it by choosing who to encourage. You get that? So you're bringing grace because you're choosing to speak and release grace in that place. So the Lord actually adds favor to where you put favor. So you speak encouraging words to your local government, to your municipality, to your leaders. Because when you release that encouragement, grace is released. Okay? Ephesians 4.29 Jesus said, for example, this is the same thing I'm saying. Jesus said, if for whoever you forgive, I will forgive. Alright? Whoever you forgive, I will forgive. That's what Jesus said. So, as soon as you and I need to start realizing the influence and authority and the grace that you and I carry to bring about transformation. Alright? We are culture shapers. To shape culture. So, where you give favor, what happens? God supports favor. You might say, but I'll stay in a small little village. Well, I want to tell you, even if it's just the one or two of you, and you are speaking life into that place, you are creating favor even in the village. Alright? Even in the city. So, the villages or the businesses that we go to, the Lord is actually extending His favor to. Alright, so there might be certain business you do with local government. Or with a politician. You actually are extending favor to them. Because of the grace and the favor on your life. And what you're releasing through the spirit and your words. Amen. So the immediate uh, supernatural. Remember I said is key. The immediate supernatural is key. But we're going to be also long term. We're going to be a long term as well. I also understand that. So. Um, if you're a teacher or a businessman, um, you need to embrace the life of miracles to change things. If you're a businessman and someone's sick, you go pray for that person for healing. Because when the miraculous happens, the heart of that person suddenly is open. I promise you that. Because the favor and God's intervention has come on that situation. Are you with me? So, miracle uh, thinking people must also be strategists, okay? So even though we, we pursue the miracles and the miraculous, um, we need to have strategy even for the long term. Now, uh, for example, John chapter 3, we know where Nicodemus comes to Jesus and says to Jesus, but how can I be born again? And um, um, he, what he says is the following in John 3. Nicodemus says, we know you, a teacher, come from, God, because no one can do these signs. Alright? Did, did you hear what I said? The, this most learned, he was such a learned guy, this Nicodemus, he comes and he says, but we know you from God. We know you're a teacher from God. Why? Because no one can do these things. I want to tell you something. When you start stepping in and the miraculous Miracles, healing, signs and wonders start happening. Whether it's a farmer. Whether you go and say, I want to pray for you as a farmer. I want to just pray the blessing of God and that you have a bumper crop and you have amazing harvest. And I want to just... And these things start happening. Guess what happens? We know that you're from God. Because no one can do these signs and wonders. Alright? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, um, Jesus was this perfect model teacher... And he follows up with the miraculous. Um, and um, or he did the miracle and he taught after what he did. So I want to just end off um, just this morning. And, uh, and I know I've been speaking quite fast this morning. Besides it being cold. <laughs> um, 
I just want to encourage you that um, God is really just bringing us um, as a family of God, as the church of God, to bring about, to really be culture shapers. And uh, I want to that, that you be encouraged that what you are doing is bringing grace into that place and that region. Just like with in the Old Testament, which, which, which is, a, is not the better covenant that we're in the new covenant, which is a better covenant. Here is Lot and the city of Sodom was destroyed because there weren't ten righteous people there. That's why it was destroyed. And I want to tell you something, but understand this truth that we are the leaven. There's the kingdom is like leaven that is inside because the kingdom of God is within us. And this leaven is affecting things around us. And do you know what? Leaven is yeast. I've said before, yeast which you put in dough. And then remember it rises. Remember, dough can only rise with yeast. How? When heat or fire is applied. And the church is experiencing fire. But with the fire that's busy taking place right now, the kingdom message and the kingdom life is being exposed because we are needing the miraculous, the supernatural to affect our nation, to affect our leaders. So that culture, so that, that from the grassroots we'll see a rising up and a kingdom culture affecting governments, leaders, whatever, and it's affecting. I'm saying God is setting us up through the, through the stupidity of the enemy God is setting the world and the nations up for a revival that will see a move of God affecting all spheres of society. Because the church is the answer. We are the culture shapers. Amen. Amen. Alright, so I want to just pray with you this morning. And uh, go chew on this word. And go take grace out to wherever you go, to your family members. Even if you can't go to them, you have to speak over the phone. Just encourage them. Because when you do that, favor is going to break out upon them. Alright, so let me just pray for you. So Father, I just thank you this morning that uh, I can just pray for uh, 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 just my brothers and sisters. And I want to pray, Lord, for those uh, that are listening to this message. I want to pray for those in Breakthrough City Church. I want to pray for those in some way are connecting with us and on this journey. And Father, I want to pray for your mercy and your grace that, Lord, we will be agents of change, that we will be culture shapers, that we'll take what we receive and we'll take it out and release it out there, that we will be salt, that we will, we will be light. And Lord, like we've seen in the insurrection in South Africa, on the grassroots levels, where the people from all cultures, from all religions, taking hands together to say, we want to see transformation. I thank you, Lord, for these seeds that have been sown, that, that we see a unity and a move of your spirit, even affecting the unsaved right now in this nation, in the other nations, in the different towns and villages. And that, Lord, that we will become uh, uh, people with purpose and destiny. That will understand we are here for transformation. We are here to change culture. We are here to see the harvest coming. We are here to see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And I just bless everyone that is watching you this morning, Lord, with just, uh, just your presence and a move of the Spirit of God in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So God bless you. And we look forward to hear from you and share this message. And let's be those uh, planet changes wherever we go. Amen.